New Zealand Vegan Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and this is episode 26. There's a lot to talk about, as usual. I haven't done a podcast episode for a while because... No excuses. I haven't done it for a while, and I've got a lot to catch up on. I have had a really amazing couple of weeks because I finally kind of started networking and... Um, I'm still really new to all of this, as I keep saying over and over, and I really am, and um, I was never really big on um, networking uh, on the internet. Um, I guess I'm just a little old school, uh, but however, I'm so glad. I I had a Facebook account that I kind of opened by accident. Well, yeah, it was actually by accident. That was ages ago when I was still in New York because I was going to leave and everybody was like, oh, you know, we have to keep in touch and you have to do MySpace and high five and all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't even have a photo and I never loaded anything. I never went on there. And then when I started doing my podcast, I loaded my podcast on there. And then um, there was a book that came out about, and that was about all I did. I was like, hey, everybody, I've got a podcast, you know. And these are people that I kind of uh, just knew previously. And and I think my my sister became a, a friend of mine on there. And then she dropped me as a friend. And I remember another friend that I, on Facebook that I have now had said, you know, people are dropping them. And I think a lot of it is to do with this, this um, denial that people are in. They don't want to deal with. So basically I had this Facebook account and I... I became a fan of this book. It's a children's book um, called That's Why We Don't Eat Animals, and it's by Ruby Roth. And it's vegetarian slash vegan, unfortunately, but at least it's got the word vegan in it, and she's a vegan, and she talks about leather, and she talks about things. So I think it's a huge step. And I did ask, I did write to her and say, you know, hey, I'd love to have you as a guest. Um, I haven't heard back from her. But anyway, I became a fan of her site, and I think the way Facebook works, and I'm like I said, I'm still <laughs> learning all this stuff, is that when you become, like when you do something, it shows up on your friend's walls as well. So I guess on my sister's wall, it showed up this book, and then, you know, and I thought that she hadn't been posting for a while, and she had dropped me, and so I thought, you know what, I need to just do this all or nothing, so I, I opened up a whole new Facebook account under my New Zealand Vegan Podcast sort of email, and oh, I'm just, there's this most amazing community of people, I know I'm very slow at figuring all this out, and there's people out there who've been doing so much for so long, and um, it's so inspiring, and I'm so glad that I did it, so I've made all kinds of friends, and I've actually even made friends in the Spanish-speaking community who are doing abolitionist activism, um, I, this, oh, there's so many people, it's just so wonderful, but not a lot of people in New Zealand, so I'm still on my mission, I am on a mission, I think that, you know, look, I love the internet, and I love this communication that we have, it's so powerful, it really does reach a lot of people, Um, but I'm still very, very focused on bringing the message down here, and that brings me to, well, first of all, I want to say thanks to people left a comment on my last episode where I talked about my family, and I talked about eating, and they're very supportive, and, and it's still something I'm really struggling with this whole how to deal with eating meals, I had decided I wasn't going to eat any meals with people who weren't eating vegan food, at one point, it's it's something that I'm really, I haven't had to deal with it for a while, because I've been kind of homebound, but 
as to like my old friends I remember I just saw them recently right before I did I had this big exam that I actually did today and it's done and I hope I passed but if I didn't I'll get it next time but anyway I feel like a huge weight's been lifted off my shoulders for the meantime and um, I remember last time I and I'd be hanging out with these guys for a year and they said oh you know we have to do that we have to do that again you know we want to celebrate we want to celebrate when you've done your test and you'll come over and you know Paolo wants you to cook the chickpeas again and of course I'm going to be cooking the meat you know she said and and I just thought I've been you know a year and then that was when right after I did that podcast episode where I talked about my family and I started thinking I'm going to tell them I'm not going to go unless it's all vegan. I still haven't really figured that one out. It's, I think it's something that a lot of people are dealing with. But anyway, with regards to my family, I sent my mother a letter and um, I just basically let her know. And my family is very small and I think that I'm very positive that with my when it with regards to my immediate family, like my mother and my brother, they will be happy to have vegan food at small events. And I'm very... You know, I'm touched by that. I think that that's a result of this. That basically, she sent me a text saying, I got your letter, I understand, I love you. I'm very lucky in that way. I know a lot of people have had to deal with hostility from their families, which I haven't yet, which I'm really grateful for. Um, so that's the latest with that. That was that was a while ago. I haven't gone anywhere for dinner, though, since, since then. So um, that's always an evolving thing. And, okay, so I wanted to thank, yeah, thanks for uh, leaving comments and also for letting me know that you're there so that was that and then these last couple of weeks while I've been preparing for this exam I joined Facebook under this new account and it's like this whole world opened up to me and I know a lot of people are already part of it and they're like duh where have you been well I haven't been there so I'm just I love it with regards to New Zealand um it's me me and William are really going to get going um I've decided to come up with I really, really love the videos from abolitionistapproach.com and um, I just, I just really, for me they made such an impact and so I trust them and and I came up with an idea to um, make a flip book of the videos and I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to make my own and now I'm trying to find out like vegan glue and things like that because I got a quote from a professional because I figured I could just do it online, but they only are allowed 30 pages. So anybody who's thinking of doing this, um, uh, it's just like, it's just basically I just want to print out each slide and put it in a book, like a spiral book. So it's it's just the same impact as the video. You you flip one page at a time and it's like, boom, you know, next, next thought, boom. And um, But because they're larger than your average photo album that's available online, um, I decided I'd contact a digital photography place and they quoted me some ridiculous price. I mean, New Zealand, we have a lot of stuff that's really elevated in price because we're small and, you know, small businesses and stuff, but they quoted me ridiculous prices. So I'm going to make my own. So I'm going to download them and I'm going to print them out and then I'm just going to, I've got a spiral art book and I'm doing my first one this week and I'm going to just put the pictures in and I'm going to try to figure out a way to stick them in there. Um, a vegan way obviously and once I figure that out I'm going to see how they look and then I'm just going to do more and um, I think that they'll be great and I can carry them on, on the bus on my bag um, which is the way I'll be rolling in the beginning um, of course Adam Kahanawix has got the coolest design for a vegan kiosk um, which you can see um, I'll put well there's if you go to abolitionistapproach.com and you look at 
um, the entry saying how to make a vegan kiosk, click on there and have a look at that because I think that would be fantastic. And as soon as I, you know, get some people who are kind of like carpenters and stuff who can help me out, I would love to have something like that um, because it's, um, it's. I mean, I want to pre- present, a, you know, a really you know, we have to work in the ambience that we're in and we have to compete with all this other types of information that's out there and everything's so high tech and, you know, all that stuff. So you've got to be up with the times. Uh, I I still think, um, I'm still very, very into, you know, just, I, I grew up with books. So I know that books are effective and I know that people like books and also I can take them anywhere. So I'm, I'm going to do that to start. So anyway, this is all going to happen. And I've actually emailed the, anyway, I won't bore you with all that, but we're going to bring, we're going to bring it down here. And the Really cool news, really cool news. Well, what I want to talk about this week was specifically, I think that um, every community has its own, like anybody, if, if you're living in a certain part of the world, you know your own, you have to know your own community and the sort of requirements and the sort of the way that people think um, in order to do effective local activism. I really want to do effective local activism. I'm really gearing towards, firstly, because I was just... And I have still been just so shocked at the sort of utter lack of um, a really focused, um, well, abolition movement, or as I say, you know, promoting of veganism here. It really doesn't really, you know, um, there is a the vegan store, which I love, but unfortunately the vegan store is run by, um, you know, a group that, all of their campaigns are, um, well, the majority is, is a lot like the, 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 the big campaigns about the, well, I, I talked about that in my last episode, but you see, I want to bring the abolitionist movement down here. It's a very simple message. I want to do it. And um, William's going to help me. Vish is in Wellington. He's going to do his thing. And once we get more people turned on to it, they're going to join us and they'll help us and then I'll have some really amazing carpenter to make me a kiosk or to make us a kiosk I mean it's not me and um, you know we're not going to be like an organization where you have to pay money or join us it's just we want to talk about this and and this and just this and I think at the moment we'll be the only people who are talking about it in the in this country um, and I'm glad it's not just me and my podcast anymore. And I'm glad that I'm going to actually getting, be getting out there because, oh, and I, I have to mention one of the best things that happened this week with regard to all this, apart from finding this incredible community um, of people who have just been doing so much and are really having an effect and are doing, oh, just amazing activism um, and have been doing it for a while and are very very inspiring and so helpful as well and so knowledgeable and um, just so much information that's really useful in order to be an effective speaker about the issue because that's what we have to be if we want to talk to people about it you have to be effective Um, so but apart from that one of the coolest things that happened this week was there's another there's a, a vegan in New Zealand called Sam and he's 13 years old I think He's either 12 or 13, but he started an anti-dairy website, the first of its kind in New Zealand from what I can tell. I want to give a huge shout out to Sam. I'm going to put the link on my blog, but it's, it's and I'm actually going to, t- it's called NZ, like NZ for New Zealand, nzdairy.webs.com. He has created this website. It's 
very well done and you know professionally looking and everything but it's all about the the dairy industry it exposes the dairy industry and the truth of of dairy um, and it's a New Zealand website and it talks about and it has photos and evidence from New Zealand and um, I'm so grateful to him for doing this because I can send people to this resource this is something that we haven't had here before um, and it's um, and he's totally on point and he talks about well just if it's just the best and he also does talk about free range and he just totally blows that myth apart as well there's no holds barred here it's the utter truth I'm very very thrilled that he's done this website because it helps it helps all of us I can say to people hey if you want to know about dairy in New Zealand you know go on this website because a lot of times people in New Zealand they might even see a film like Earthlings or something and they'll just and it's all footage from overseas and they the, the blindness and the sort of denial is so strong that they will think well that doesn't happen here you know when you drive around New Zealand this is what it's like when you drive around you see all these fields for you know forever and ever it's a beautiful country but you see a lot of farms and you just see the f the only time that you really see anything is you see the cows and the chewing on the grass and that's what you see but I will say that you see stock trucks and anybody who's driven past a stock truck and is vegan or has who, who looks at animals in a different way and has looked through the slats and watched the eyes I remember when I was a little girl and we used to drive behind the stock trucks all I could think of was the smell I just will never forget the smell of these animals being piled on this truck um, when I was a little girl and I can honestly say that I most likely had a fleeting thought about it mustn't be very nice for them but I don't think it was very deep um, I certainly was more worried about the smell well, I grew up driving past stock trucks, but that was a hidden thing. I mean, stock trucks stock trucks aren't open to the eye either. They're completely enclosed. They may have small slats in them, so you can just barely see what's in there. But you certainly cannot really see what's going on inside that truck. Um, it's a horrific experience for the animals. And um, so when you're driving around New Zealand, all you see is these rolling green fields and these placid, peaceful animals they're they're in a state of calm at that moment that you see them I don't know anybody who's lived close to a dairy farm they say that, that, that they've heard the cows bellowing and crying for their for their babies when the babies are taken away and it's a very distressing sound um, I think think that people are need to be aware of what they're hearing um, other people may just hear cows mewing mooing I should say and it just that's all they think of is cows mooing so I love this website it's a very important website especially for a country like New Zealand our identity is huge hugely farming and I mean down to the pride and to the the um, culture and you know one of our most famous um, cartoons is a farm dog and Murray Ball uh, wrote, wrote this cartoon and um, it's set on a farm and of course it's just all little happy images and funny jokes and things like that but you you know it's so anyway I don't want to I just want to thank Sam for his website please go and, and just give him a little 
and I want to thank everybody who has gone on there and showed him support. Um, I'm really hoping that he, he comes on the show. And um, I, I asked him if I could put a link to my site, and he said, yeah, of course. Um, and uh, But it's just, it's a fantastic site. Uh, it says, um, and I love this part, on the front page when you go there, it says... Um, Dairy is something that most of us consume daily without a second, second thought. It comes branded, packaged, and marketed in such a way that we often do not see milk for what it really is. When people think of dairy, they think of cows living happy lives out in grassy fields, enjoying life, just waiting to give their milk to us. People see cows in lush pastures and think that there's nothing wrong. And then he goes on to say, well, most people don't know that 80% of cows are made pregnant through painful and artificial insemination and that their calves are sold to be slaughtered for meat when they're only a few days old. And then he goes on to just bust it apart. But I love that he opened up with that because that really is what you see when you're driving around New Zealand, whether you're a tourist or a Kiwi. And if you work on the farms, well, that's a whole different story. And that's something that I want to take into consideration. When I was talking about when I was talking to um, the other people who want to come out with me into the New Zealand community and do community activism that is geared towards abolition of use and there's no compromise. In other words, any vegetarian we meet, we're going to just say, look, you know, you got to go vegan if you're a vegetarian for ethical reasons. You're really, you know, and I'm so glad that Sam did this site because I can put it on my pamphlet as well and say, you know, go here. It's, it's a local thing, and I, I love that. And um, I think that it's really important. Um, first of all, there's not a, you know, there's no abolition movement down here, so it's a new idea, I believe. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I'm still waiting for <laughs> you know, a bunch of other people from down here to say no, because, you know, I, I, I could be wrong, because I've been very, very, you know, I'm really new to this, and I didn't even know how many people in the world were doing all these amazing things until recently, where people started sending me website links, and I've been reading their posts, and they've been going back for three years, and, you know, I'm I'm late on this scene, so I could be wrong about New Zealand. Um, I'm gonna, I've joined Sam's website, and, and, uh, and, you know, I have my podcast, so you never know, but um, and I think one of the reasons it's new is because vegetarianism is so super, super, I mean, this is probably the same all over the world, um, it's just super, supposedly that, you know, people just think of it as the same thing as, you know, veganism, which as we know, it's not, and um, also because New Zealand is, is, is such a huge, I mean, our main economy is animal products, especially dairy products, I would say. I could be wrong. Um, I'll obviously wool, you know. So it's a, it's, there's very little else that we do. I mean, we, 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 we have apples and things, but I would say that I'm not a statistician and I'm going to do some research for my pamphlet that I'm going to give out to people because I want to know these facts because I think that the thing that I have to realize when I'm talking to people from New Zealand about this is that... I mean, first of all, if anybody understands the ethics of it and if anybody understands basic economics, they can see that it's very clear that, well, it's a matter of shifting consumer demand and then the farmers will shift their production to meet the consumer demand. Um, it's a business. But I still want people to, to see that it's feasible, you know. It's absolutely feasible. Um, you know, we can change as a nation and 
you know, get rid of all animal agriculture and do um, other types of um, agriculture and, and feed us and, and you know, feed, continue our, you know, it's a very wealthy country and people make a lot of money off this animal agriculture. And also it's a pride thing. There's like my grandfather and, you know, to be honest, I would say that pretty much a, a huge majority of Kiwis I uh, could be wrong, but a huge majority, if you, unless you're like a recent immigrant, uh, has somebody in the family directly involved in the industry, if not a farmer themselves, then it's hugely the, their livelihood being in this industry. And I think you do got to take that into consideration. I mean, anybody who really embraces, you know, wholeheartedly the um, the truth and realizes that, well, we have to help these animals and the only way to do it is to go vegan. I think that they will just say look sorry uncle you know you're gonna have to figure it out we 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 need vegan products but I still want to be ready for those people who um I want to be prepared I want to have a coherent I want to come across I want to be I want them to see that we've really thought about this you know we really mean it um that's how important this message is it's not just a whim it's not just a fancy it's not just a, a fad or a fashion or just some way of being contrary or radical or you know I don't want it to be so radical I don't want it to be well I don't think it is radical to be veganism but it's viewed as radical I want it to be as normal as you know um as is um I don't know what I'm trying to say is that I want these people to realize that we are totally and utterly I mean this is a really serious I know that sounds so obvious but people don't realize that so I want to be coherent when I go out there and say okay these are the facts you know obviously it's, I mean it's all about ethics but I want them to see that we really you know we, we really mean it it's not just this blind kind of like well it's just really wrong and that's it. I mean everybody that I've seen has is extremely well informed about the health benefits about the environment and and it's just it's that the information is out there and it's obvious even the UN you know put, put out the information so I think that when you get out there in the community and you show that you are well informed and that you're serious and it you show how important it means to you it's not just a fad that's why I'm not going to get dressed up in animal costumes I mean there's all different ways of doing activism and you know some people are comfortable doing things like that I'm not comfortable doing things like that um, you know and, and I and I would say that you know I don't expect, you know, I'm going to do what I'm comfortable with. And luckily, um, the couple of people that I have right now who are going to work with me are comfortable doing with it. And what we want to do is we want to be able to be approachable. And we want people to come to us with questions. Things like, well, what about the economy of our country? What about our livelihood? I mean, are you trying, you know, which questions, which really, if you do the research and everything, you know, are silly because it, veganism helps all the planet including the use of resources including re, you know um the the water as well as economics wise i mean there's 6 billion people so right now the animal industry is the probably one of the number one industries in the world why is that because 6 billion people are eating animal products well hello if 6 billion people were eating vegan products guess what you would be able to make money off of it and not only that all the other benefits that go along with it number one benefit is ethical 
benefit the end of that suffering to the animals and we're talking about that specific suffering we can't end all suffering on earth but at least we wouldn't be deliberately using the animals as our renewable resources obviously the benefits to the environment and also the promotion of peace and understanding and one of the things is like with young people I mean first of all one of the coolest things that William said which I think is really really telling and I've also found this as well when I started to go through my belongings when I went vegan and I I went through my belongings and you know it was you know I had to face the truth I had to look back at my sort of legacy what I'd bought just the products that I'd bought and the amount of products that I bought that were based on animal suffering was overwhelming majority of the products that I'd bought and I gave most of those products I mean whatever I could give away to to charity I gave away um uh, and then the rest of it I mean I I hate pollution so I tried to do as busy as ecologically as possible but most of it was clothing and stuff but even you know other products um tried to like donate them and stuff like that and I sort of cleared out my life and I realized that half of that crap I didn't even need it was just filling up space and it's you know the sell 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 mentality so I think that part of transitioning or what we're trying to show is also to get rid of I me mean, capitalism is um I think that I I have a great faith in the human being to stop being so damn bored and what will one of the things the coolest things that William said and was um I can't remember if he said it during the interview or during just when we talked, but he was like, you know, these these other things that used to mean so much to him as a teenager even and with all the peer pressure and everything like that, you know, you have to have the latest this and you have to have the latest that and a lot of it's really materialistic. It's just completely nullified and void when he when he thinks when he started realizing about the animals what we were doing and how huge the enormity of what we're trying to do is and it's a cause that you can envelop with your heart and soul and I think that um, you know people need to realize that even young people need to realize that um, you can get behind this cause I mean look at what Sam did with this website you can get behind this cause and put art into it and energy into it and I think that when you wake up and you for me you know it's all consuming in a wonderful way I would not say that I am mentally tortured by it I would say that I am on a daily basis completely inspired and driven and uh, just you know thinking all the time and it really means something you know I really can feel like this really means something and it does I mean just think about what's going on we know it means something it means something really big you know it's as big as the civil rights movement it's as big as the suffragette movement it's as big as the anti-slavery movement it's something you can put your all into and it doesn't mean that you have to stop living in fact you live more and one of the things that William said was he appreciated life more because he looks around and he thinks about the animals and what their lives are like and he just wants to um, you know transfer that freedom over to them and it's easy to do we just have to change the uh, consumer demand so um, I'm getting ready to um, fa deal with the New Zealand public and um, like I say um, this website that Sam has made is going to be very useful to the cause. Uh, I'm very grateful to him for doing that. I'm not a web designer and I um, 
I'm really impressed with the website itself um, and um, I'm also um, just really glad that he's spreading this message because unfortunately uh, I think everywhere I don't think just in New Zealand but vegetarianism is um, is um, really thought of as the same as veganism um, and you know we know that it's not so uh, and because New Zealand is such a, and I know there's other countries that are as well, and probably every country has some sort of animal exploit, you know, every country has a huge uh, part of its market that is some kind of animal product, no matter what country it is. I really can't think of any that, that's not. Uh, maybe some of the smaller African countries that strictly deal with mining or something like that, but still they're, they're, they're doing animal agriculture as well. But I would say that, with with regard to New Zealand and oh oh and then and then there's another thing, uproar is an abolitionist group from Australia that have started and I'm going to get in touch with them and that's great because it's the same kind of culture, uh, sheep farming and 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 things like that. So I'm I'm really looking forward to touching base with with them. I've sent them an email. They've just apparently new. They've got a Facebook. I put a link on my blog. It's called Uproar. And they're in Australia. So, you know, and another thing, like, I was, I was, um, I was on Facebook this morning and I was uh, having a chat with one of my new uh, contacts and he said, um, and the Spanish community has a lot, lots going on as well and I'm sure other communities do as well um, but um, I'm still waking up to, you know, it's just so hopeful, I love it. But he basically said, you know, there's all these different groups but nobody's united or there's no, you know, and I said, well, look, you know, as long as the message is the same message so it's like I'm not really looking to start a group as such you know I don't want to start taking donations or start saying okay this is the membership and you have to sign here and I just want people to start talking about the same message and if somebody I talk to goes to their hometown and and does a play uh, you know a theater production and talks about the same message I'm like go for it if somebody else goes and does an art installation about the same message I'm like go for it you know as long as it's the right message you know, that's the most important thing. And I and like when Gary Francione was on the show and he was talking about everybody can be a leader and that every single individual can spread this message. The most important thing is the message. I like having help from other people because I work well with other people helping me with ideas. And But with regard to, you know, I don't, I don't expect anybody, you know, if, if, I, if we talk to somebody and they go away and they never contact us again, but they talk to their friends and their friends talk to their friends, I don't, you know, I would love to hear from them to say, hey, you know, we're doing it too. And, oh, hey, look, we've, we've got other people doing it as well. And that's wonderful support. But I think that as long as the message is the right message, that's the most important thing. So I'm, I'm heartened. I, I, I don't care how many, you know, different groups of people are getting together as long as they're doing the right message and you know doing it the right way obviously and I would hope that if anybody comes and talks to us and reads goes on the websites and reads you know Gary Francione's blogs and and these other people's blogs you know all these amazing all these amazing there's so many out there that they would see because every single it's the it's the same message it's just in, in, a, in an individual's words and I think that the message is extremely different from well obviously it's very different from um the anybody who's trying to say, well, 
you know, we we have to talk about the size of cages and, and things like that. So that's my thoughts on that. So I, I do want help. I mean, I just want practical help. I mean, I want, I want somebody to help me carry stuff. I want, you know, somebody to be there. And also because I'll be um, in the street, it'd be nice to have somebody to talk to. So I'm glad that William's going to be with me. I'm vicious going to be by himself. So if there's anybody listening to this podcast who lives in Wellington, New Zealand, please contact me at nzveganpodcast at blogspot.com and I'll put you in touch touch with Vish and you guys can go out there and help carry stuff together and set it up together and then you know like you know when, when it's time to get food and you have to go searching for vegan food then one of you can stay behind and look after all the stuff and be there for the people when they're walking past and the other person can go get food so teamwork is great you know helping each other is, is a wonderful is a wonderful thing um and um I, I do need I do want help I mean this whole the whole time I've been doing this podcast is I've been like hoping that I would find other people to go out in the community with me um, and I was going to do it on my own anyway but um, it's nice to know that I'll have somebody to um, hold down the fort while I go get us some food and vice versa and to help carry half the stuff so but I just want to make it clear, like, I mean, I want to, I want to talk about, the, I mean, a movement, a movement, the way I understand it, is a spread of ideas, and, and we're all spreading the, that's the message that I want to bring down here to New Zealand, and I don't think the message is, has been here, I could be wrong, there's a lot of vegans here, and there are people who talk about veganism, but I'm unequivocal about it, I'm sorry, I, you can't do both, in my opinion, I'm very, it doesn't make sense to me and I and, and and I won't do it so oh gosh anyway it's been it's been a while since I've done a podcast so but I wanted to talk a little bit about that about being in your own community and I think that for example I know that there's um a guy in Germany who's going to start an abolitionist um, blog and I, I, I Karen probably has an abolitionist blog and if she does I hope she sends me the link so I think that it is important on a community level to know your own community and what works um, I'm not going to compromise with the you know because I'm a New Zealand and it is such a huge part of our culture it doesn't mean I'm going to turn around and say well you know you have to go easy on the New Zealanders because you know da, da, da. No, no, no no that's not what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is I'm aware of the type of concerns that the people have and I want them to see that we're working with them and that it's about all of us it's about all of us you know it's a it's a it's a movement of peace and I think that um, it's something that you can get behind with your heart and soul. Everybody that I've seen who's gone vegan for ethical reasons has completely with their heart and soul embraced it because you can't not. I mean the the absolute innocence and beauty of these beautiful animals and what's happening to them you just can't help but really just think about it that way um once you once you allow yourself to and for the longest time I didn't so I can I have a little maybe I'm a little closer to these people who who I'm going to try to go out and talk to who um I'm I still remember what it was what it was like and it was just absolutely not thinking about it and one of the best thing one of the coolest new posts from abolitionist approach which is which was I'm going to really get a lot out of was um he was he was talking about animal rights and 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 um human rights perfect together and it really is and um so anybody who's who's fighting for any type of I mean the, the coolest thing about 
what we're what we're doing is like if you're fighting against um you know trying to fight against um racism because it's not consumer based i mean what we're fighting against is is a matter of is a is a simple matter of economics and, and when you come down to it we have this power so every single individual can go like i'm not i you know i i may not be a racist but there's what the clothes and things that i buy i mean obviously there could be something that goes into there i mean um i don't want to get too complicated but maybe if i if i do a lot of research there are items of clothing that are made in racist societies and you can investigate that but it's not as much as veganism veganism is a pure individual decision and a pure consumerist decision and it's a matter of consumer demand and it's the simplest thing it's so 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 simple i mean if we get 20 percent of the world to go vegan that's a huge consumer base and um and the way to do it is for us to spread the right message so that people can make that decision and we're lucky now in these days there's vegan everything and the the young people are really turning on to that and um so i'm i've just had the best couple of weeks finding out um how much people are doing and um in the bestest bestest was seeing this website here from New Zealand because I thought yes you know I was so grateful because I hadn't done it and um, it's really a great tool uh, so I'm not really I don't know a lot about Sam um, I haven't really had a lot of touch with him at all in fact I've had none I just wrote to him and said hey you know great website and um, can I put a link to my blog so I'm not you know I don't know a lot about um, his politics um, I don't know if he um, he may um, support um, other groups. I mean, I can't see how he would, but you never know because um, they're very, um, you know, well-known. And so I'll find out. But this website alone is is, is uh, really needed to happen. I think it's the first time that anybody in New Zealand's done this. So it was very timely. It was good timing as well. And it coincides nicely with um, the beginning of this movement that we're going to bring down here. And um, and to be honest, I don't really know. I know that I haven't gone out in the streets yet. So I said to William, you know, there could be, t I don't really know what it's going to be like. I mean, we may just be sitting around on the grass all day and, you know, maybe nobody's going to come and talk to us. But the point is, is that we ha we're doing it. And... I would rather sit out on the grass all day and have one person come up and show them the videos from Abolitionist Approach, show them the introduction to animal rights, than, you know, go somewhere and tell a whole bunch of people to eat free-range pork. I think that that one person who sees that video, uh, introduction to animal rights, is going to be a heck of a lot more effective than telling 25 people to eat free-range pork so that's just me and that's the way I'm going to do it and um, I mean we have to do what we can and it's a learning process and um, and um, and I think that it, the time is now for New Zealand to um, have a few more people trying to do this um, it's such a logical it's such a logical argument and no matter what, no matter even if your uncle's a farmer, my uncle works for Fonterra which is the big dairy company here and he works in the in the um, uh, driving a forklift in the freezer and the, not where there's meat, where there's butter and milk and things so he you know his job is uh, 
is uh, related to that and I'm just like well look you know just take your forklift go into another freezer and it's frozen vegetables dude I mean so it's a matter of economics and I think we all recognize that and it's a matter of getting people to see the simplicity of it and the beauty of it and to tap into people's empathy to animals people love animals they really do they're blind they're in denial they really, really are. I Oh, and there's one more thing I needed to say. Um, uh, one of the things that Karen wrote um, when she left a comment was, was my use of the word tolerance. And I've re revisited that a couple of times. And let me just, once, I just, I feel like she made a really valid point. When I, I want to just, re, I just want to rephrase it. I want to just say when I was talking about that, I was talking about nonviolence. Okay, so for me, I'm comfortable with, with what I said, but however, somebody listening might get the wrong idea and say, tolerance, no, we can't tolerate this, you know, we can't tolerate this, and I, I want to make it clear, I'm not tolerating the situation at all, uh, with regard to, I had said before that, you know, tolerance is very important and patience is very important, strictly what I meant was non-violence, okay, so let's just, if, if the word tolerant and patient, um, triggers you wrong just just take it what I'm saying is non-violent so in other words when you go to somebody and you say hey look at this amazing you know video about animal rights and have you ever thought about being vegan and then they say oh get out of my face you know I don't want to know instead of um, smacking them over the head and screaming at them you can continue to try to talk to them or you can move on to the next person that's what I mean I don't mean um let's tolerate the situation. I mean non-violence. So I'd like to clear that up. Um, non-violence, peaceful activism, that's what I mean when I talk about patience and tolerance. I mean don't get violent, don't get angry, and remember that, well, I haven't been a vegan for 25 years, so, you know, less than two years ago, I was one of those people. I was one of them. So, I give me hope because <laughs> I'm nobody special. I'm really just, you know, I'm just your average person. So remember that um, anybody who has really been doing this for a long, long time and, and feels frustrated, well, you know, number one, the reason why nothing's happened is because we've had all these welfare, um, you know, things going on. But remember that. Just listen to years ago, I was one of those people. I was a pescatarian, omnivarian, da 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 da. And I was all like, I'm an animal lover. So. You know, just just remember that, and um, and um, that's what I do. I remember that, and when I talk to people, I I will try to remember that. That's why I'm I'm going to be sneaky about it because I know how to get the triggers. People haven't thought about this stuff, and nobody's told them about it. People have told them about the size of cages, and people have told them about how the animals should be allowed to be put to sleep painlessly or tortured less, but nobody's told them. We shouldn't be using animals, period. That's a mind-blowing thing for some people. They haven't even thought about it. I didn't. I just took it for granted. When I went on Abolitionist to Push and I read that, I was like, oh, my goodness. That's so true and obvious. But guess what? I never thought that. I never thought about that. So um, I, I'm really looking forward to telling people that and um, watching that turn over in their minds. I've seen it happen in people that I've talked to. And, um, you know, like I say, look, I don't put up a chalkboard and, and count the amount of people that have gone vegan in five minutes because I can't do that to myself. I can only do what I can do. And um, But it's um, I just remember, you know, less than two years ago, hey, so I, I, really, I really don't think that anybody should be judging 
anybody else. Um, I think it's detrimental. Um, I think you need to remember that. Um, just remember, you know, not everybody's been vegan since they were three, you know. Um, not everybody's been vegan since they were 15. Um, I wish that I had been vegan since that age, um, not just for me, but for all the animals that I wouldn't have, you know, caused to suffer by my consumption of them. But I wasn't, I didn't, but I am now. And um, anybody can do it at any age. So um, I think that this message is... Uh, it's one of the most important social movements of our time. It's really getting going. And um, the message is clear and simple. And I'm, I love talking about it. And I, I really do have a feeling that it hasn't really been talked about a lot down here. Not, not a lot. I hope I'm wrong. Anybody listening who says, no, you're wrong, please come to me and show me you know, where it has been. And um, I'll jump on the bandwagon there. But um, in the meantime, I'm going to keep, um, you know, doing what I'm doing and um, hoping that uh, that it's, um, well, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and um, I'm also going to keep doing my podcast. And, you know, there are some things I think about and I'm still going through this. I'm new and I've only just become a vegan, so I'm still dealing with things that are hitting me I still get hit by things that I'm not used to yet when I have realizations and things like that so I'm working through those um, if anybody who's been vegan for a long long time can just remember what it was like when they first went vegan they can relate uh, to um, somebody like me who's uh, just a new vegan and um, you know so I'm still sort of making these self-discoveries about you know what it all means, and um, you know I'm I'm dealing with the guilt. I mean, I don't live in the past, and I don't I don't I don't re drown myself in remorse. But you know, you can't help but um, you can't help but think about it sometimes. Um, it just gives me more more hope to 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 um, prevent anybody else from having to go through it and and getting to them sooner rather than later, so that they have less you know guilt to deal with, um, because you do feel guilty. Uh, but, you know, guilt is a worthless possession and, and, you know, you need to just get on with it and you need to just deal with it in your own way and just get on with it because there's too much to do. The animals don't have time for us to sit around and, you know, feel bad. They really don't. They need us. So, um, anyway, um, I've probably just rambled. I have no idea what I just said, but um, thanks for listening and I'll be back. And thanks for everybody who have been really amazingly supportive and all of these people who are doing so much and have been doing so much and for making your resources and your knowledge and your support available to us. Okay, I'll be back.